Girl We Have to Talk podcast. This is Iris. And this is Jamie. And Jamie, what are we going to be talking about today? Uh, today we're going to talk about if men and women can be friends. Well, that's a perfect topic. The age-old question. <laughs> oh, that's true. Yes, it is a very good topic for February. Um, but before we get into that, what have you been up to, Iris? How are you? Uh, I'm good. I'm trying to think of what I've been up to. So I've been watching a lot of TV. Not a lot, but like a lot of TV. Me too. Me too. And (laughs) I have watched You on Netflix. I have watched Uh Don't Fuck With Cats since the last time we talked, which was great. We are going to talk about that in a minute. So hold that. Yeah. yeah, so I've watched that, and anyway, so I've been watching TV, I've been back to, like, getting on track for work, I've been thinking about my New Year's goal, which was to, like, stay in my budget, I have done, like, a very good job with that, I've been learning uh, my things that I'm doing. Good, I'm so proud of you. Good Thanks. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? I bought lots of groceries so that I can eat food at home instead of going out, which has nice. been great. Nice. Um, what else have I been up to? I don't know. I'm just like, I have to find a house to buy soon. So I've been working on that. Oh, that's <laughs> right. I feel yeah. like you should do an episode about that. About looking for a house? And yes. It's okay. Yes. It's Maybe so like adulting. <laughs> Maybe actually, you know what? We should wait until you're done. And then, yeah, let's and talk then about how horrible nice it was. Stress. Well, no, but I'm just thinking there won't be stress, like current stress attached to it. That's you know true. I mean? like oh yeah I remember that was hard but now I don't have to deal with that anymore so I think yeah but that I think that would be a good episode but anyways so okay so yeah. you're doing that mm-hmm. I'm trying to think about anything else that I'm doing I this week I decided that for this just this week I'm gonna try to have Mediterranean food only and see how oh. that goes yeah that's yeah. the diet that's the diet for I'm like gonna- low Alzheimer's risk and health and yeah, so I'm going to try it. It's going to yeah. be, I mean, it's so expensive. I spent like $230 on groceries this week for really? two people. And what did it's you really, get? Um, hummus and like so I got two things, and... <laughs> I got two things of hummus. I did get some falafel. I got some feta cheese, um, some love... salad. Mm-hmm. What else did I get? Basically, we're like, I got some shrimp. I have. Oh, I yeah. Sh- yeah. I had to de-vein shrimp yesterday because I was being cheap and I didn't get the de-vein kind and it was really shitty. Oh, wow. I don't even know. I don't eat shrimp, so I don't even, I I guess it would be like a shell, right? No, like you have to take the shell off. off. Yes, you Uh have to take the shell off. Then you have to cut open the backside of it, which honestly, you don't realize has shit in it. Like, unless you know that you're looking to de-vein this. You don't know mm-hmm. it has shit because you don't see the shit until you cut into it. And then all the shit starts falling out of it. It's disgusting. And then I saw, like, in its underbelly, there was, like, black veins there, too. And mm-hmm. honestly, I'm not sure if it's shit or if it's just a vein, but I, like, de- I de-veined that, too. So, anyway, I spent, uh-huh. like, an hour doing that yesterday. It's wow. disgusting. Well, hopefully no one's eating while they're <laughs> You know, if you are eating, I... I don't care. I don't care. I want you to know <laughs> that, like, you deveining shit yeah. is, is horrible. And maybe if we all well, just stop buying it, then they'll be forced to devein all of them because it's disgusting. Well, I mean, I think it's also, like, we need to be honest about what we're eating, right? Like, we're eating beings. And so that's, that's a part of a being is shit, right? Yeah, but I, my shit goes out. Also, like, I don't want to eat, like, I don't eat chitlins because I don't want to fucking deal with the shit. I don't like it. It's gross. Mm-hmm. 
So yeah. I'm, I'm anti deveining shrimp. I think it's gross. Gross. Okay. But anyway, so yeah, that's what I, I'm I don't know to. people who are pro, but yeah. Okay. Uh, I was watching somebody <laughs> on YouTube, and she was like very enthusiastically deveining shrimp, and I was really? like, okay, yeah, and I was like, okay, mm-hmm. well, fuck you. So. <laughs> uh, so do you want to hear what I've been up to? Yeah. I said, I said, what have you been up to? Oh, I didn't hear you say that. Um, so, yeah, I've been doing, hitting some more goals with aerial yoga, which has been really great. Um, I did actually work out this morning. Um, oh, at home? Or you, oh, you went? Okay. No, I okay. went. I went. Yeah, no, I can't work out at home. If I work out at home, it's like I do five minutes and I'm tired and I stop. So working out at home does not work for me. Um, Same. And I just saw Little Women last night. And... It was amazing, and I had a great cry. Uh, I, could not, I could not stop crying. I think I've been a little bit overwhelmed the past few days, though, so it was kind of like it just – I think it was already there, and I've been holding it back, so it was kind of like a nice excuse to just let it all go. So that was good. Um, it's really – I recommend it if people um, haven't seen it. It's, it's really good. Um, and I also well, – well, we'll talk about Joe Puck with Cats in a minute, but – um, I also uh, watched Surviving R. Kelly Part 2, The Reckoning. Finished that in two days. So I have not seen it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that I know more about the situation than I probably ever need to know. I mean, I'll... you and Heidi both. Yeah, I know. Well, actually, I saw the movie with Heidi and Doug and then a couple of her friends last night. So... We were talking about it a little bit, but yeah, I know it's, it's so crazy. And we were both, you know, he's, uh, well, I don't know if I should give this away, but I'm going to anyways, you know what? We're going to do spoilers with Don't Fuck the Cats too. But, um, so if you don't know, he's actually in jail right now, which I think is a good thing. Um, so he can't hurt anyone. Um, but his trial is until April. So both Heidi and I were saying like, man, April, like looking at our watches, like it's January. Let's, let's get going. Oh, that's uh, so soon. Well, you know, it's funny. I was going to say it is pretty soon based on the fact that the first trial he had with that infamous tape. He yeah, was like, it was like years. For like eight years or six years. Yeah. I feel like that's like, that's soon. Also, like. Yeah, it's just I, I really think this whole like thing this has is... been going on for like 30 years. So it's like. It's true. I don't really think that. I feel like this one is kind of like he's going to jail, so I feel like we're... I don't know, that's what I thought last time, but, I mean, it seems I mean, more likely. He's got, do you know how many, and he has so many other charges, like, in different yeah. jurisdictions. Like, that was one thing I they talked about. I will say this, about. though. Like, I, I think this is the thing that makes, like, my viewpoint on the situation, like, different from probably you, and I haven't talked to Heidi about it. Mm. This is not something that no one knew about i grew up in the neighborhood that he grew up oh. in as being a predator everyone knew about this and also the last time i remember when he was on trial i remember mm-hmm. like how everybody was people did not think he was going to go to jail people felt like he oh. was innocent well, the documentary <laughs> portrayed it at least some of the people said like we assumed but i guess this is no. more like reporters he was still like having, not necessarily like, like people in the community no, like, and that, and to me, like, the community is a good way to judge things based on the fact sure, that, like, that's sure. going to be where your jury's from. Those people, like, people were supporting him. People, he was still coming out with music. He was more popular than ever at that point. Like, all right, the popular. had an Ignition remix 
that came yes. out. Yes, all of the most and popular was it like songs. Step in the Name of Love came out then yeah. too. Very popular so, stuff. Like he was really yeah. popular, and yeah. I don't think that people felt bad for these girls and women that this was happening to. I don't think that they felt like they didn't like that he deserved to go to jail for it. I think that was the community consensus. This mm-hmm. time, I've noticed that people just feel like, yeah, he should go to jail. So I, I don't, and I think people are taking it a lot more seriously. I think for sh- I feel very confident that he will be in jail. But I just distinctively remember, and I even talked to my mom about this because I think my, when this happened the last time my mom was like my age now, she even said, she was like, yeah, nobody thought he was going to go to jail then. Like everyone knew him. He was like well, still having parties at his house. Mm-hmm. Like it was very this casual. Is, this is a perfect segue into don't fuck with cats because this was also something I think that was talked about in the documentary, but probably not enough, which I think you're speaking to, which is how are the rest of us culpable or accountable for this happening? Um, Because, you know, they talked about how he couldn't do this alone. He had a camp of people protecting him. But I think also we need to look at the larger culture of how are we still supporting this person, listening to their music. I mean, someone even talked about on the documentary, like, well, are we going to go back to all the people um, because they ta- he, ta- he was talking about how people are saying, well, we shouldn't even listen to his music, even listening to his music or even making jokes about the situation are making light of it. And the, the, I forget who it was, but he was saying, like, so are we going to go back and are we going to go to all the people who had songs written by R. Kelly and listen to those songs and ask them to take some of the money of their proceeds towards, you know, helping women and girls and so I think that's it's it's a really good point to really think about how how the culture and the community supports this, enables this, and and what do we what do we collectively need to do to heal and move forward? Yeah, I think that my prediction on what's going to happen with R. Kelly is R. Kelly's going to go to jail for the rest of his life, and I think that people will still. Will still be what? I miss what you Sorry. said. Sorry, uh, my phone okay. out. I think people will still be streaming <laughs> I Believe I Can Fly. I, I just don't think people care as much as they, they pretend yeah. that they do. I think it's a hot button issue right now, so they care now, and it will soon be forgotten. I, I just, unfortunately, maybe I'm really cynical. Well, I we'll just see. Don't... I certainly haven't. I mean, I don't listen to the radio all the time, but I remember hearing his songs on the radio. I don't hear him anymore. Oh, no, no. Like, I think that, but here's the thing. You don't hear R. Kelly on the radio right now, not because people are not listening to R. Kelly. He's still making money from streams. Like people are still listening to it. I literally was at and some lady was blasting like maybe it was a remix to Ignition. Or no no no. I think she was listening to like I maybe step in the name of love. Or it was like your body's telling me no. It was something. But people are still streaming. Also another thing is if you keep making those documentaries, which is great, brings attention to it, all it does is say like Oh my God, I believe I can fly. And then you're like, then it's in your head. And then you go and you listen to, I believe I can fly. People still listen to Michael Jackson every single day. Well, yeah, all the time. I mean, that's something else. Yeah. I was thinking about, I think though that Michael Jackson, people look at that a little bit differently, but we could go down a whole rabbit hole. So yeah, go into talking about don't fuck with cats. Yes. Don't um, fuck with cats. Like that guy, again, never heard of this guy in my whole entire yeah. fucking By life. Way, spoilers for anybody like who has not seen the, uh, the, uh, the series on Netflix yet. It's only three episodes. We recommend it, but you can fast forward through like the next five to 10 minutes. 
Yes. So anyways, go ahead. Yeah, like, I'm not going to talk about what happened, but, like, you can go over a review if you want. But long story short, this guy is crazy. I never heard of him before. I've never heard of this entire situation before until this documentary came out. Mm-hmm. And then now, Which I'm just like. Which is so interesting, right? Because this didn't happen yeah. that long ago, and it's kind of, it's international. I'm surprised we didn't know about it. No, never heard a single thing about this. And now it's everywhere. I literally told someone about it today. I didn't even know we were going to be talking about this on the podcast. And I recommended it to someone. So now this guy, like, is popular. Like, he's getting exactly what he wanted. Like, we're Googling him. I know. And and people will continue to watch the documentary. There's going to be a true crime podcast about him, I'm sure. It's coming up any moment now. <laughs> Probably. So, or like a TV, like a, a, a TV show that's a dramatization. Yeah, you can interview him in jail. His mom's alive. Like, it's it's exactly what he wanted. And I just think sometimes, like, when you forget about things and, like, it just goes away, then it's one thing. And then it just keeps happening. I mean, another good example of that is a fucking crazy Long Island Lolita situation where, like, they both kept perpetuating the story. Even after he, sh- like, the girl shot his wife in the face, didn't go to jail for it. He was having an affair with a 16-year-old girl. He went to jail for, like, I think six months or something like that. Mm-hmm. Came out, lived his life, dated her. They were on TV. Just, it's very exploitive. So I just, I, that's why I kind of feel that way about R. Kelly. I'm just like, yeah, like, this is how everybody feels right now. But give it time. Yeah, I mean, there's always something new in the, in, to sensationalize. And, yeah, I mean, it's true. I think, um, but similar with the Don't Fuck With Cats documentary, I think one thing that we have to think about is how how as a society or as a culture did we create this person um, and his actions? Because I think, you know, having such a focus on celebrity, on media, um, on individuality instead of community, all these things I think had an influence on this person. Um, I forget what his name, what is his name? He had a really, Luca. Yeah, they, Luca. All had, they all had an influence on Luca. Now, would he have not grown up to hurt people? Who, you know, I, I don't know that I would say like that's the community or culture's fault that he grew up to to hurt people. Um, but would he have done it in this way? Probably not. I think that Luca would have been a serial killer either way. I just think that the way he did it made it. Now we know him. But I think we would have right. known anyway, because now we're all obsessed with serial killers. So I guess either way, who's going to be I famous? Because we're ridiculous. I know. Yeah. Should that be a disorder, the DSM, being obsessed with serial killers? <laughs> I, think that being obsessed with, <laughs> I think being obsessed with celebrity probably is going to be. Because mm. I feel like the, that's the thing about true crime, though. I think that's a little bit of why people are into it, though. Yeah. No, oh, it's true. Well, it's like another person where you're like, I can't believe you fucking did that. It's weird. Um, but I'm, I'm guilty. I love true crime. I, I know. I love it gossip. I'm just fascinated I'm with uh, human behavior. Um, I don't know that I'm as fascinated with the celebrity culture, but it is interesting though. Cause you're, I think it is like something that you're to that we can't even help. Like I went to Italy with my parents uh, like all, about 10 years ago and we happened to be there at the same time that Jersey, the Jersey Shore cast was there. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> and we saw them. We saw the situation, and I think Sammy was there. Um, I can't remember who else. I remember the situation being there, and my dad was just looking, and he didn't know what was going on, but he saw cameras. And so I looked, and I knew immediately who it was. My mom knew the situation because he had been on Dancing with the Stars, and she wanted to go up to That's him. So fun. And I was like, "Don't do that. That's not mom, you know, don't do that. there." But like, I seriously was so fascinated. I had to pull myself away and talk to myself and say, "I'm not going to do this. I these people." are not important people in my life and I'm not going to get drawn up in the celebrity. And I literally said to my parents, like, you can stay here. I'm going to walk away. I'm going to go over here, you know, to this place that we were planning to eat and I'll, you know, meet you you later. But I can't believe how much I was drawn into it and just wanted to stand there and be like, Oh, Oh, I know them. They've been on TV, et cetera. It's, it's just, it's so interesting. I think I really enjoy I don't know. Like, I'm not really like, I think about that. And I've, I've seen, I remember a couple of years ago, like maybe two or three years ago, I watched Married at First Sight and I saw like one of the seasons they had recently, in the last couple seasons was in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And I saw one of the yeah, couples. I think it was like season three or something, wasn't it? I, I have no idea, but I saw <laughs> one of the couples out at dinner and I went up to them and I was like, oh my God, hi. Like, you know, I'm, I actually like said hello to them. But, like, after I said hello to them, I was kind of like, okay, that was it. I felt, mm-hmm. like, great. I just wanted to be like, you know, I'm happy to see that you guys are still together. And that was kind of, like, the end of it. But Mike says this all the time. I, we see kind of, like, semi-celebrities often. Like, I don't know why, but we run into people. And I'm always just like, oh, hey. Like, I'm their fucking friend because I'm crazy. <laughs> like, it's because I'm oh, crazy. I do the opposite. I leave them alone because, well, especially if it's someone I really respect. Um, I leave them alone. But I guess the other thing is that I don't really respect anyone. So I'm trying to think of like who it would be that I would respect enough to not say hello to. Whoa. I, you know what? I feel like I would be nervous to say hello to the Obamas. I feel like I would give them space because I just, maybe that's it. But like, no, but like if I saw a Kardashian, I'd be like, oh, hey, Kim. Yeah. How's well, Congress? That's good. <laughs> All right, well, why don't we segue into talking about the topic for today? How does that sound? Okay, sounds good. So, can men and women be friends? I don't know that there's one answer to this question. I definitely have thought more about it, which just from my own experience, which is kind of interesting. Um, I don't but, have any male friends who are heterosexual. Yeah, I think that's part I of the I, I was with a friend recently, and I was hanging out with her friends, and um, some of them were guys, and I think I think all the guys were gay. I don't want to say that if that isn't true, but one of the one I was talking to was gay, and I mentioned, like, I don't have any gay friends, and he or I don't have any guy friends, and he said, not even a gay? <laughs> <laughs> and I said, no. So... <laughs> me yeah and I think also uh, I think we need to say too right like we're talking about this from a binary heterosexual place which I think we we mentioned at the end of the last podcast but just to Mm -hmm. put out there and so if anyone has we're open to all kinds of thoughts though even though that's the perspective but I think we're just talking about it because that's how we identify and so we don't want to talk about something that we don't know um but I think that, yeah, men and women, and obviously when it's, it's someone 
when someone is gay um, and the other person doesn't identify that way, they identify as heterosexual, then that kind of takes the sexual piece out, right? Right. I think the so sexual I wonder if piece... a better question is, like, can mm-hmm. people who could technically be attracted to each other, like, for instance, yeah. that would probably be interesting. But here's another thing. I have lots of bisexual girlfriends, and I don't think I'm, it's fine. Mm-hmm. So I'm not really sure what that means. But I do have several friends who are bisexual and are, like, open but, like, I feel like... And are they single? Yeah. Okay. So I think that's a piece of it, too, right? Like, but I think it's because we're friends. Like, I think uh-huh. that we, be, like, we know that we're friends and no one's forcing... If, if people saw... If, let's say that, for instance, I was bisexual mm-hmm. and I was single and you and I were out together, nobody would be like, oh, my God, your, your girlfriend, this is your... Like, do you want me to seat you and your girlfriend? No one would ever say that. The expectation right. for us to date is not there. Right. But if I was out with, like, I have a gay friend who I've been friends with. Actually, he's not gay. He's bisexual, too. So <laughs> technically, he could be interested in me. Mm, but interesting. this is Dwayne, who I went to see Lizzo with. I love oh, him. He's okay. Today's his, today's his birthday, actually. Oh, happy birthday, Dwayne. But, um, yeah, like, people, I think people have asked us before, like, not if he's, like, dressed up like the queen that he is, but, like, if he just is, like, in casual stuff, people think we're dating. It happened all the time. We went to high school together. Yeah. And yeah. we were not into each other yeah. at all. And that's just like if you're married or you're engaged, they assume it's the person of the opposite sex, right? Mm-hmm. Or if, you're, if you say partner. Um, although I guess partner, people might think uh, it, it's more likely than that you're not heterosexual. But um, yeah, that happens at work a lot because my boss is a lesbian. Mm-hmm. And she says she actually says her wife. Um but she asked me when we were doing a training, she's like, well, if I were to ask you a question about, like, you and Mike, like, would you say, like, my husband? Would you say my boyfriend? Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, I would say my partner. But I think it's because I'm so desens- like, I'm so used to in a professional setting mm-hmm. needing to kind of be open and not, like, you don't want to say, like, I don't know. Like, I, I just feel like partner is a more safe word. I but, agree. I mean, I think it's, I think everybody ha- can say partner. So that's mm-hmm. a really inclusive term. So I say partner. Um, and, and it doesn't mean like you're married. It doesn't mean you look, it just means that there's your partner. It could be anything. Right. Exactly. <laughs> anything or anyone. Exactly. Any situation. Now, of course, this gets complicated if you work in law, I would think, because you could have a lot of people that would be partners or like, or, like, if you were, uh, like, a police officer. Right, like my partner. Yes, that's true. You would <laughs> be your work that. partner. Right, work partner. That's, yeah, yeah. Interesting. But that could also be, like, your work wife, your work husband, because <laughs> people have that, too. I don't have a work husband. I have, like, a work wife, because she's the only person who I talk to at my office. So. <laughs> uh-huh. Gotcha. I don't have yeah, one. At my I, last... I don't know if I've ever had one of those. Oh, well, I guess that's not true. Like, in hospice, I, I guess I did have. But I don't know if, like, what it takes to constitute being my work wife. If it just means, like, you're the only person who I talk to and have lunch with and like here, then yes. But uh, I don't I mean, know I if it means how you define else. it. I don't think it, there has to be a set way. Well, that's how I define it. I like one person. Yeah. Like, one social person at my office. That's mm-hmm. um, but my last time, I had lots of, like, people who I talked to. But I yeah. think, that, oh, that's another good point. So for my last position... Mm-hmm. When I worked um, at my previous job, it was a lot more social. And I do have a guy. He is gay. He is married. 
But, like, he's one of my friends, and he's a guy, too. So I guess I think it's less about, like, can men and women be friends as much as, like, the sexual two. Yes. Like, if you yeah. are a person who if might be sexually attracted. Right. Can you? Can you? Yeah. And I, I don't know. Some of why I wanted to talk about this was just because I have really wanted to have a male friend for a long time. It's kind of my goal in life at this point, but, have a male friend at I some guess- point. But I think is, that I want think, a male friend or do you want a straight male friend? Well, here, yeah. So I think part, I was doing more reflection on this. And I think part of it is I have been going about it the wrong way because I have tried to be friends with a couple males who were single and I was single and we were both heterosexual. And I don't know if I really did want them to be friends or not, or if I wanted mm-hmm. something to come of it, not necessarily even with them. Maybe I could, like, meet other guys through them. Right. Or whatever. I I don't know. I I really, I did a deep dive into what was really your, what what was really your goal here, Jamie? Because I've really had to undo years and years and years of thinking that the end goal of when my life will start is being in an intimate relationship with somebody. So if I'm not, then that's kind of like, what it always seems like is in the back of my head is, is what the goal is, is to find that person above everything else. Um, which I think I've, I've, I'm getting close to completely undoing, which is really exciting. But, um, yeah, I think that would just kind of supersede other things. And also I think that the piece is, is that, um, when I did become good friends, that there are two men that I'm thinking about that we were friends and then we ended up dating and then things didn't work out. But, um, I think, because the friendship did work, then I thought, you thought that, that the, yes, yes, right. I was like, sense. should be able to be dating them because they both did have an interest in me. And I had said, said basically like, I'm not interested because of X, Y, and Z, which, you know, um, with one of them specifically ended up being the reason why it didn't work out or the reasons why it didn't work out. But yeah, I think there was a thought in my head of like, well, he's nice. I should, I should be able to make it work. And and I should say, at some point, it was more than that. It wasn't like I was forcing myself into the relationship just because the person was nice. But I think that's where it started, even though I might have known that maybe we weren't compatible. Yeah, but sometimes you can become, like, when you meet somebody and you really are attracted to their personality, attraction can grow that way. But Well, yes, and I think so. that's what happened. But compatibility doesn't change, right? Right. So well, I that's... mean, you know, I don't necessarily know. I feel like that could be a whole other episode because I don't know. I do think people – it depends on what the, like, what the deal breaker is, I guess. is probably. And, and actually what's mm-hmm. funny is uh, Laurel was listening to our last – the podcast that just came out. Mm-hmm. And she was saying, like, it was actually not this – it was a Tristan Thomas uh, Thompson podcast oh, yeah. and mm-hmm. and I was saying in there that like basically laughing if we move to like moving to Cleveland is a deal breaker for me and she was like I think it'd be interesting to talk about like what other deal breakers you guys have and that can be a whole different episode but why I bring that up is like it depends like I think that like your compatibility in terms of things that you both enjoy and are compatible with could mm-hmm. grow through knowing each other but I think if some, one of the things is like that doesn't match up as a deal breaker on one or either side of yours, then I don't think you can grow into that. But I do well, think people that's who what are I mean by compatibility, though, I think is, is like, if you have like a deal breaker. Yeah. Cause you're not compatible if you have a deal breaker. 
Sure, I, I think but like, I think that's, compatibility that's doesn't mean that you're the same person, right? But it no, means but I think that you can, yes. But I do think you can grow in becoming like more compatible. Like that's what I mean. Oh, like, I, I agree. Like I agree. I think you can be somewhat compatible and then become more. But if you're not compatible, you're probably not going to be compatible. Grow into it. Right. Yes. Right. Like I feel like if you like if my thing was that I really want to date a guy with like that's six two and like works out <laughs> and ha- like makes three hundred thousand dollars a year and he comes like he has an Irish accent. Like I'm just making this up. Um and like he has <laughs> great dental hygiene and you know, whatever. Like it could be whatever. Like those are my those are the things that I'm looking for. And it's like, okay, well, like, what kind of things do you like? Well, we both like watching Netflix and we love wine and sports. Okay. So then this guy comes in who's like, none of those things, but like somehow I'm still attracted to him. And then you think that's what happens with like, when you become attracted to, like you have to think about what is that thing that's making you compatible, which I don't think a lot of people actually know. Cause I think it's more than what we can sometimes say. Mm Mm-hmm. I think no, sometimes I think we're, and, and, but I think that those other things, like, you know, we both like to watch the same shit on Netflix or like, I don't know, we're both liberal or whatever, those types of things. For, for instance, I know for a fact, I don't think you could date somebody who was more conservative. Would that be like a fair thing to say? Oh, absolutely. And so like, for me, like you would, that would be like a total thing that I think is a deal breaker for you. But I think that you could date someone who was into the environment a little bit more liberal and happened to be a huge sports fan or some other shit that you don't really like that's not necessarily like on your compatibility list and like who knows maybe he'll talk you into it mm-hmm. you guys will go on dates and you may end up loving the Dodgers I don't know deal breakers yes no like I the, agree the, that like some I agree I think like you could grow into some other breaker dates. in the sports would be if like I couldn't date somebody um and I feel bad saying this because it seems like I'm being That's negative. Okay. Say it. But Let I think it's good to know, like, what your limits are because I think there are a lot of things that I am open to. And I think ha- someone who's into sports is fine with me. Um, but I don't think that I could deal with someone who was, like, for example, they were so into football that they had the red zone and that's all they did on Sunday. And they were just like, I can't do I, I Football. Sunday is football. I don't do anything. I can't make any other plans. I just watch football all day. That I couldn't. That would that would be not uh, something I could deal with. And on the other hand, that would be like Iris's dream husband, basically. <laughs> I would love that. Well, there that. you go. That, and that's why there's different kinds of people. Totally. Like, I would be like, that sounds like an excellent idea. Or if I didn't want to do that, I'd just fucking leave him. Like, not permanently, but like, go hang out with my friends. Oh, I love it when yeah. he has other shit to do. Like, when Mike is busy, it's great, because then I, like, then he's like, go do whatever you want. And I can go and, like, do whatever well, you want. Well, and let me be, let me be clear that I, I also love when a partner has other things that they want to do. I think it's just uh, to put that above everything else, um, and then, like, just not, never be able to do anything on a Sunday. Like, what if there's something going on on a Sunday that I'd really like to do with them, or what if my family was getting together uh, well, see, here's so, the thing, though. Mm-hmm. I feel like if this is another thing, though. This is another, like, we've veered off the topic of friends, but we can go back to it. But really quickly, I think that somebody who is 
like dedicated to you and being in a relationship with you, even if he was a football guy who liked to watch football on Sundays, if your family was coming in or if it was important, I don't really think that a guy who actually is a decent human, no offense to somebody who this speaks to, would not do that. Like that's unreasonable. Well, I've I've known people who have. So and I won't say who they are. Uh, the person who has done that, you're shitty. Because, like, <laughs> if you... That's crazy. Like, of course... Not, not in my relationship, like. actually. I'm not talking okay. about a relationship. Well, like whoever that, that person is, um, whoever but, that is out there, that's horrible. Like, if you have, No, I agree. Like, and maybe that's what I'm saying, is, like, that you don't have something in your life that you can't be... That you can't compromise around. That you yeah. absolutely... But I kind of think that just reminds me of the Tristan Thompson thing again, where yeah. it's like, I don't think that the person watching football on Sunday is the red flag. There's other shit going on with that person that makes them fucked up. Like that is selfish. Like that's a, that's a, that's a, that's indicative of more problems is that you are selfish. It's not the act of watching football on Sundays. It's the fact that like, you don't care about what's important to your partner. Mm -hmm. And so you're selfish. I think that's more the issue than the person liking football. It's, it speaks to other character flaws. And I'm sure that if that person did that on a Sunday because of football, there's probably other places that shows up. Oh, other yeah, than just probably. Like, probably. I just think that's who they are, which yeah. sucks. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. So we did veer a little bit off men and women can be friends, but this is the whole point, right? Is that men and women who might have an attraction to each other, it ends up going into the area of relationship, which is exactly what we did. Right. Yeah. So this that's is what a, happens. Right. So this is the issue. So, um, why don't we get to the question so we make sure that we have time for that, unless there's okay. anything else burning for you. No. Okay. As a side note, I was eating hummus and pita crackers while we were talking, <gasps> and now, no, and now I got so distracted that I don't know what I did with the hummus. Like, oh. I don't know where it is. <laughs> I don't think I put it back. It's lost. Oh, my like, gosh. I put it back in my fridge. It's a I'm mystery. Like the, yeah, I'm like, where the fuck dun, dun, did that go? Uh, where did the okay. hummus go? Well, yeah, it's got well, a very specific texture, so you'll know if you touch it. No, like it's inside of a jar. Okay, listen, I'm not trying. I don't want to get distracted, but yeah, that's so crazy that I just <laughs> lost it. I have no idea where I put it. Wait, I wonder if Mike took it and is eating it, and I just Mike. didn't notice. Oh, he did. He took it, and he's eating it. Oh, well solved. <laughs> Mystery Solve solved. Him. And that's what we do on Girl, We Have to Talk podcast, solving <laughs> mysteries. I all right, so here's the question. Um, so I became friends with one of my former coworkers about a year ago. Up until a month ago, we were inseparable. I don't think I've met anyone who provoked such a strong and positive reaction out of me in general and the way I was able to express myself around him. We constantly had each other in stitches, and the energy exchange between us was effortless. We began hooking up in July of 2016, about six months after working together, right after I had falling, I had a falling out with my ex-boyfriend. I initially wanted to use him as my quote-unquote rebound during this time, but over the course of about three months, we really fell for each other. But being the hard-headed Capricorn I am, I rejected all advances from him that implied anything regarding emotions, but I was feeling them strongly. I denied his suggestions of dating multiple times, but we continued hooking up. Between these hookups and emotional heavy encounters, he would bring up another girl that he was seeing. This made me angry. I'm not entirely sure why, seeing as I avoided all romantic advances from him and scoffed at any sign of sentimentality slash genuine affection. 
I'd like to say it's because I was afraid and still think I am, but maybe there's more to it that I'm not so psycho, um, psychoanalytically cognizant of yet. Needless to say, his on-and-off mention of his girl began making me question my worth in his life. From the genuine attention I was getting from him, it really left me wondering if he was using me the entire time. Hmm. Hmm. This is why I had to stop hooking up with him. Our feelings were clearly very involved, but it felt messy spending time with someone that may have not had eyes only for me. I sent him a a quote-unquote breakup text explaining this, and he never responded. That was a month ago. I'm genuinely just confused. Was our friendship a lie? Was he using me to pass time? Who is this girl, and why was I being pursued if he was slash is so into her? Men really confuse me. They're apparently dating now. I'm not mad. I always fondly recount the August night that he asked me mid-makeout, quote-unquote, we'll always be friends, right? Oh, that's the... <laughs> and, and he meant it. And with my answer, I meant it too. I just genuinely miss someone I consider to be a best friend. No one has seen me the way he did. If soulmates exist, I know he's one of them, and I'm sure he Yeah. Wow. So does, what's her question? Does she have one? Um, I mean, I think, yeah, that's a good point. Let me, like, look more at this. Oh, well, she's, she asked, uh, um, I'm genuinely confused. Was our friendship a lie? Was he using oh, me to okay, pass gotcha. time? Was this a girl? Who is this girl? Why was I being pursued if he was slash is so into her? Okay, got it. Got it. Got it. Okay. Yeah. So I have a thought. Yeah, I have thoughts too, but go ahead. Okay, my thought is probably going to be very different from your thought, but Maybe. my thought and takeaway from this is that girl who wrote this question, you played yourself. Basically, <laughs> he was into you, and you were, like, giving him the fucking Heisman, and eventually he got tired of being rejected, and yeah. you were not serious, and he moved on. Because clearly, he wanted to be in a relationship, which he is now in. That's who this girl is, somebody who wanted to be in a relationship with him because you didn't. That's it. Sorry. I'm sorry you're hurting. But yeah, you did I play mean, yourself. I mean, I can totally relate to this because I think when I used to have less self-worth, I would do this. And I wouldn't even necessarily know what I was doing or get that it was totally doing the opposite of what I wanted. But, I mean, it's the classic um, hard to get, right? Mm-hmm. You push someone away, but you still want them to want you. Yeah. And to keep pursuing you, even though you're pushing them away and real like that's not healthy for either person. It's not healthy to push someone away that you are really interested in. And it's not healthy for a person to keep pursuing someone that's pushing them away. Yeah. So I think he. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, eventually, I think he got tired of it. I, I actually don't. I feel like I'm always saying this and it makes me sound like an asshole. I just want to let everyone know who listens to this podcast. I have lots of issues. It just so happens we haven't covered them yet. I have <laughs> never done. I have never done anything like this. But you know what? I do know I'm really into astrology and mm-hmm. enneagrams. I'm mm-hmm. a three, and I'm also a Sagittarius. It we are very direct people, and I I am pretty direct, which I've worked on trying to like not um, make it into brutal bitchiness. That's mm-hmm. been like my goal for the last two years and I think I'm doing much better Mm -hmm. but I am I I do appreciate direct I really it makes me so anxious when I don't really know what somebody's thinking and I think I carry that to like how I am so Mm -hmm. I think I'm pretty open like I'm not open I think we talked about that in the last podcast I can Mm -hmm. be pretty closed off in that like Mm -hmm. I don't like to to share a lot but Mm -hmm. I also 
if I have a real thought about something, I'm pretty direct with what that thought is. What I do <laughs> share is, is the truth. Um, I think that's probably the best thing to say is like, whatever yeah. I am sharing with somebody is actually honest. Um, well, even if it changes, like I mm-hmm. am definitely a mutable sign. I can be kind of all over the place, but like, I do like speak with truth. Like I mean what I'm saying, mm-hmm. even if like, maybe I get more information, I change my opinion later. But like, if I told you something, that's genuinely how I felt. I don't play a lot of games. And so I'm not saying she meant to play a game. It doesn't sound like it. It sounds like she didn't come into this with malintent. I don't think she was trying to be like, look at me. I'm so hot. Chase me. No, I just no. think that that's just what was happening in her mind is like she couldn't commit. And it just sounds like they were kind of at different places. And it sucks. It sucks. But I hope that she like learns from it. And yeah. if she gets somebody who she considers to be one of her soulmates, that's the part that makes me so sad for yeah. her. Um, if she gets well, to that place, it doesn't sound like it's too late. I mean, they've been friends for well, a while, so it, I mean, just depending like on wants to be relationship. Too. Well, no, but I mean, even if she wants more than that, because I think that's the issue. I'm not sure that they're ever really going to be able to be friends. They've been hooking up, well, yeah, so they've kind yeah. of been pseudo dating. So, oh, for sure, it depends on what is going on with this relationship with this woman. Um, but you know, I you I mean, the new woman, right? Correct. The, new, the one he's okay. Correct. I think, you know, that I'm a pretty direct person too, or maybe I've grown into that. I think for me, why I did this kind of behavior was, uh, again, it was a self-worth issue because when you don't feel that great about yourself and someone is interested in you and they're saying nice things, it's really confusing. Yeah. It's just, it's, you don't really know how to take it in. Um, the other thing is, too, if you're not really in touch with your emotions, it's really hard to be close with someone and be vulnerable with them. And that's what it sounds like because she was talking about um, anything that implied emotion, but she was feeling them. So it sounds like it's hard for her to really be with that. Um, maybe from this she can really grow. This will be a chance for her to really push and challenge herself. But I think to expect that you pushing him away is going to keep him interested is probably too much to ask. I also think that it's never good to do black and whites of, well, then we were never friends in the first place. You absolutely yeah. were, were friends and you, things could have been working then and you could have been friends then and, and things now might not be working. Both can be true. Um, he, and I don't well, think, and he, honestly, mm-hmm. it's not fair to his new girlfriend if he remains as close to you. Well, it's really right, not. right. And that's the other thing is, is with like men and women being friends who are both single, who are heterosexual, if one starts a relationship, it does change the friendship. And, and I think also more as more commitment happens, like if they're, if uh, the couple gets married together, yeah. like they're just, there's more and more boundaries that are needed, um, which I think is different for uh, other kinds of friendships where there isn't that same potential sexual attraction. Right. Well, and I think that, like Mike has friends who are women who he's been friends with since before we met and mm-hmm. they never had any kind of a romantic relationship. And so I feel fine with that. Like I, I don't great. have any kind of weirdness. Like they were friends growing up. They never dated. They've just been friends mm-hmm. and I feel okay with that. But if he has ex-girlfriends, obviously, if, like let's say one of his ex-girlfriends came around and they ran into each other and, she's single and he's married and she was like, Oh my God, it's been so long since we've hung out. Like we should get drinks together. Absolutely. Not. 
I would not feel comfortable with that. And I don't think that means that like I'm insecure in my relationship. That would make any normal human very weirded out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't think that he, like if he's distancing himself now, maybe it just means he wants to be fair to that girl because it is weird to be like, yeah, this is my friend, but we did used to fuck. Like I'm going to go hang out with her. Right. And that could be a whole nother topic. Can a people who've been in an intimate relationship, then be friends because I think that actually is pretty rare when that can happen in a healthy way. I think a lot of people try to do it and it's not necessarily healthy, but I yeah, I mean, I guess it depends on like how long ago it's been like, well, and it <sighs> also depends on how, yeah, how long ago it, it like, did you give time in between to take, right. take, to take a break from each other? Are both of you single? Is one of you in a relationship or both of you in a relationship? What was the nature of the relationship that you had? Yeah. And then also, are you including the new partner in this, in this new friendship? Yeah. Yeah. Because as we get older, most people, like you said, you went to go see a movie with Heidi and Doug. Right. It's very common that maybe you're not hanging out with Doug all the time. You obviously see Heidi more, but sometimes people's partners come. Am I ever right, invited right. to hang out with you and this person? And like, do I know her? Like, are we friends? Right, like, right. Because you have to feel comfortable. Sure. Yeah. Right. So yeah. I don't know. I just think that, you know, if it's just like those two going out for drinks, that's kind of fucking weird. Yeah. And what's, uh, but I guess it also depends. Like, for instance, like, do they have a reason to hang out? So I guess another thought is like my husband has a ex who he shares a child with. I never care if they text. I never care if they talk. I don't care about that kind of stuff because there's like a reason they have a kid. Mm-hmm. And I don't feel like they're going to go and like, I don't really think like it'll slip back to, I think like they have a relationship that surrounds their child. Do they share a dog? Like that could be a, a thing. I could mm-hmm. see that. Like my one friend, her and her ex-husband share a dog. He has a new girlfriend, but he's like still brings the dog over to visit her. I think you know who I'm talking about, but that mm. seems fine. I feel like I should, but I don't. But you can tell she's me she's more my that. friend than yours. You've only met her once. Okay, maybe. Anyway, but like they share a dog, and like mm-hmm. he has a and new girlfriend, works. and it works. Like, and they're recently divorced. Um, and I, you know. I think if I was his girlfriend, I might be a little bit weird, but I could kind of at least rationalize why it's happening. But just, like, mm-hmm. hanging out for, for, like, just the purpose of hanging out with somebody who you used to have sex with a, a couple weeks ago seems, like, probably not a new, a good idea for a new relationship. Right, but. right. Yeah. No, it's true. So, yeah, that's my take on that. Okay. Well, as for wine yeah, I was going to ask. Any last thoughts? I don't think so. No, I feel bad for her. I hope that things work out with you and this soulmate number one. Yeah, I mean, I think, like, on the positive side, this could be a real opportunity uh, to just look at, um, you know, what what's ha- what, how, how can she grow in this situation? So an opportunity for her to grow and look, look at what's transpired and what, is she, what does she want for the future? Yeah. Good luck. Good luck, girl. <laughs> so next time that we talk, we're going to be talking with Jen, who's mm-hmm. one of my friends who lives in Denver. And we're going to be talking about relationships um, again. So February is Relationship Month, I guess, which is cool. Um, oh, our March... I thought we were talking about mental health. Is it well, yeah, mental but health like, and relationships? relationships? Yes, because that's like uh, really what she wants to talk about, like mental yeah. health and relationships. Yeah. Oh, um, I know a lot about that one. 
Yeah. So like having a partner who maybe has some mm-hmm. uh, mental health difficulties and like, how does that work? How does that look? So that's sure, it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's really what we'll be talking about with Jen. So it's still surrounding around relationships. And then we're open to topics for March. If you have any ideas and you want to send us a DM on oh, Instagram. Definitely. definitely. That yeah. would be great. Or Facebook, girl, we have to talk. So send us a message and let us know if there's something you'd like to hear us talk about. Um, anything that you want to share, Jamie? I don't think so. Anything for you? Last thoughts? Nope. Don't forget to like and share this podcast and rate us. Give us five stars. Five stars only. (laughs) Yes. Only five stars are welcome. Five stars only. (laughs) Okay. Bye. Bye.